0: This is Kevin Ray. And I'm Stephen Harmon. And you're listening to Late Nights, a podcast all about video games, books, movies, and occasionally life stuff. Join us with our special guest today, Stephen Harmon. How you doing?
1: Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good.
0: (laughs) Well, for those of you who don't know, Stephen Harmon is a game developer of Stephen Harmon Games, and (laughs) he has done such titles as Awkward Dimensions, Redux, Grip Tape, Backbone, and Ultra Dance Murder. Am I correct in that last one? Yeah. (laughs) So we are happy to have him on the show uh stephen why don't you tell
1: uh not tell the audience a little about yourself uh well uh my name is stephen Harmon uh I'm a game developer from Denver Colorado i'm completely self taught uh, I've been making games uh for about four five years now <laughs> and yeah I just just been making a lot of terrible games to you know you know <laughs> just get um from each project to the next and uh use them as stepping stones and I, I, you know, been really enjoying it so far.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I, we've been enjoying your games over here with the late nights. Uh. We just played. Uh. Got done playing both uh, Awkward Dimensions Redux and Grip Tape Backbone. And I gotta say, it was uh both of those games were quite a ride. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm gonna get the obligatory lightning round questions out of the way because like you're gonna get asked these by just about everybody. So, I figured, if I could get them out of the way now, and, and they'll help, you know, everybody get to know a little bit more about you. Um, so, like, what got you into video game development?
1: Um, I mean, there's even a little part about it in uh, one of the levels. Uh, I think you stumbled into it, but uh, I, my friend Matisse, uh, he he kind of introduced me to programming. Um, and it started off with, like, web, web programming, HTML, and JavaScript, and such. And I made, you know, we made little text adventures and i don't know we were kind of rivals uh, at the start of eighth grade making you know like trying you know one-up each other uh making little better games but then uh i don't know we just kind of pushed each other to be you know our best selves in terms of game development and and i could not think of more for that if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be a game developer
0: so you, you said you were self-taught so yeah what uh, how did you how'd you go about like teaching yourself where did you get the information for it
1: Um, So I mainly, like, got my information from the internet tutorials that you'd find on YouTube or the documentation that uh, Unity has. Yeah, I started with Unity, um, which is actually pretty nice because, you know, moving to other engines um, like GameMaker is super easy. Um, But, yeah, just books from the library as well, old, outdated programming books. Um, But, yeah, I just kind of taught myself through trial and error, kind of working with my limitations.
0: Where did you where did you find uh, outdated programming books?
1: Um at my local library. <laughs> so I, everything was deprecated.
0: <laughs> that that's I mean that's awesome. Um
1: Yeah, and I've also uh, got an internship at Serenity Forge and they were they're family to me. So um you know, my friend uh, Z Zengua Yang, he uh he's kind of like a mentor. Um So once he found me, you know, at a convention because I had a free booth um space. You know, he was like, "Wow, you know, come work with us," and that was amazing. That was one of the best learning experiences I've ever had. Oh, cool. So, you,
0: do you go to uh, do you go to conventions frequently?
1: Um, I try to at least the ones that I can, you know, like go to for free, um, or like get invited to. But yeah, most of them locally now are like you have to pay to get in, even if you're like an exhibitor or something. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I have a budget of no money, so I uh
0: yeah. A budget of zero dollars. I understand. I completely get that. Um do you have any I so um, we, we, we here do some crazy convention horror stories on occasion. Do you have any, like, wacky, uh, insane stories from any conventions you've been to?
1: Well, uh, not necessarily convention, but, um, I try to get as much playtesting, because, um, I don't really have a QA team or, like, people, like, you know, send my game builds to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just try to go to places to get people to play the games, so I can kind of get feedback in terms of what they get stuck at or what works or not. Um... Not for all projects, but for some. And uh, I found that, like, I, I liked... Like, for example, I used to would go to bars, um, which is kind of funny because I'm not 21 yet. <laughs> but I would go to bars um, kind of like after Comic-Con or during Comic-Con and kind of like see all the, you know, kind of geek traffic flow in. Um, and uh, one of those guys, though, that went to play the game was really drunk and he kind of fell asleep with the gamepad uh, in his grasp. Like, at, <laughs> he, he not just, only had one, like, you know, computer there, so that was, uh, he yeah. He took a nap? Yeah, he just took a nap. Um, so that was, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> stayed there.
0: <laughs> what what game was that during?
1: Uh, that was Awkward Dimensions he was playing. He you, you couldn't get past the first level. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he got really stuck, and then he just kind of fell asleep. I was more worried that he was going to vomit on my computer, oh, but that, um, I'm that, glad he didn't.
0: That would have that been real bad. That would have been yeah. real bad. I, I suppose taking a nap is a, is a step in the right direction uh, for that one. I, I guess yeah. I, I, I could see him in a, in a drunken stupor finding your game very soothing. The music in it is, is, is pretty uh, immersive and pretty pretty relaxing for some of the levels.
1: Yeah, it, it, I mean it was it was really interesting, uh, but I think everyone else really digged it at the uh, the bar. Um, yeah, it was it was just interesting to see kind of those reactions as opposed to like I guess normal ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, uh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. I, was, I guess of all the reactions, that's, that he took a nap. So, do you have any video games that like inspire you, or, or brought this up, or what is your inspiration for games like Awkward Dimensions Redux and? grip take backbone
1: well as for awkward dimensions uh redux i guess um i i kind of look towards david ridin's work um stanley parable beginner's guide um i mean it's a matter of well it's very personal i i think it was kind of also a like um how should i put this A, a reply or rather kind of like had kind of disagreement towards the sort of conclusion I've arrived at from uh, the Beginner's Guide. I mean, I've worked on Awkward Dimensions Redux since 2013, so it was even before that came out. But um, that game, if you haven't played it, uh, the Beginner's Guide kind of deals with an uh, artist um, looking at his friend's work um, and then trying to make judgments on him and trying to get him help and stuff. But uh, and pretty much the conclusion that was derived to was you can't understand you can't possibly understand someone through their art, and I I didn't want to believe that I I disagree with that. Um, so I I kind of you know made awkward dimensions Reddix as personal in terms of like it's not you know a fictional character like in that game it's it's a real person it's me it's. My experiences, my fears, everything. Um, so it's kind of a holistic view on who I was, at least as a junior year. Now I'm gonna update it um, continuously every five years or so, adding like new levels um, until I die. Uh, that's that's the plan. Oh. But, that's um, super. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so is it like is it is it is it a little scary putting yourself like when. When you make games, I, I, you know, there's a lot of like yourself that goes into it. But in in awkward dimensions, there's a lot of you in the game. It you you just you know said that was you who are the character. Is it is it a little like intimidating or scary putting yourself that much out there for so many people to to experience?
1: I mean, you do it um, <laughs> with their podcast. People do it, you know, on social media. I just you know. Did it uh, in front of 200,000 strangers, um, which feels a little bit easier than, you know, just putting it out to, like, people I know. Yeah. uh, Or or who know me. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's uh, kind of interesting. It's, um, I mean, people look at it um, from the game standpoint of this isn't really a game. Um, I don't like it, (laughs) or it's like, because it wasn't really made for them, it was made for me, and then I just released it um, for a different multitude of reasons, but mainly I needed sort of something cathartic to sort of, you know, like, vent my life, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because I I just don't want to talk to, and I figured I'd talk to my game, (laughs) but yeah, I mean at the time I really needed it, and um it was really therapeutic for me. so but I hope that you know, people kind of get some validation themselves through it, and that's why I released it.
0: yeah, I think that's uh, that's something that that i uh, that I really enjoyed about the game uh, personally was there was a lot of um like invested feeling in it, um even like feeling like you know, you've experienced that. I've experienced it like it's a it's a coming together of 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 feelings so like I I really 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 enjoyed how immersive and story-based that the game was Uh, overall the the idea of a uh, an artistic walkthrough experience ambiotic game was uh, in my opinion pretty genius and I think you I think you, you nailed it thank you so was that game like was it hard to was that hard to program hard to get out
1: Really awkward was kind of a bunch of discarded prototypes and you know dreams from my dream journal and experiences and memories that I just kind of it's a hodgepodge just you know <laughs> just kind of my subconscious it's or it's it, it's really that's it, it, so it, it wasn't really it's a lot of things that kind of came up to that point to make it happen it wasn't really that hard to make mm-hmm. but um, I, I'm really glad with it uh, it's it's kind of interesting that like putting out uh, your diary and then getting like rated on it or reviewed on it because <laughs> that's like your life or like they'll be like reviews based on you as a person and not as like on the game itself mm-hmm. which I mean you can't really separate the two which is I guess you know the main whole part of it but yeah
0: yeah, yeah no I completely understand um a question a question for me uh because it, it, it directly involves the game uh <laughs> one step forward two steps back that that level, is there, mm-hmm. was there a way to do that more smoothly, or is um, that just... it's,
1: it's meant to be frustrating? Because um, that's how I felt. I I wanted to kind of convey my emotions through mechanics, or at least the you know environment, and uh, that was more of metaphor as mechanic.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> I trust me. I felt the frustration. I was just uh, I was uh...
1: I just felt stuck at the time, and that's kind of my way of making players feel stuck by actually making them stuck
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no I was I was pretty stuck that's pretty stuck um oh man uh so you did you see you did you see our video that we put out for for that um that game
1: yeah uh it's kind of neat how you both had different experiences um how like I mean even both of you missed like a lot of some notes in the commentary mode I think you guys missed some like other little easter eggs and stuff so it's
0: yeah, I think I might have accidentally turned. Is like, is commentary mode always on, or did I accidentally put that on?
1: Oh, you accidentally put that on, but that's totally awesome. fine. Some people actually prefer it. Um, uh, I you- think the best way to play is like a normal playthrough, and then a commentary mode to kind of explain things. I
0: I kind of I kind of think that the commentary mode was uh was really necessary because there was a lot of like your intent on the level, which really helped. I think the experience of what was going on. Um. What did we miss?
1: Um, I feel like if I said that, I would kind of, uh, give it away, but, uh,
0: that would be telling
1: just, yeah, (laughs) I guess just like make sure that walls are really walls, um, that, you know, you are checking every little, you know, like drawer or like bookcase, um, cover, you know, uh. Just, you know, big I mean, there's like, there's things everywhere um, in the environment. So it's just a matter of you have to kind of like stay around longer in each environment, like each area, linger a little bit. Yeah. And uh, definitely easier squint if you can kind of like, because some things are a lot easy to kind of see right away. But
0: yeah, I, uh, I, I figured out sprint and squint, uh, I think way too late. Oh yeah, yeah. Like
1: even the last level, uh, well, not the last level, but the the level that you finished with the platforming. Um, yeah, <laughs> that could be a lot easier with a sprint with you sprinting. <laughs> you
0: know what? Once I figured out sprinting, that was a game changer. That game changed dramatically for me, and I I felt like I succeeded. Um, that... I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Somebody has to be. Um, so did you like? Joseph was telling me that there was a level um, involving, like, some credits and some some comments and things that you walk down a hallway. I didn't find that. Did you take out any levels?
1: Um, no, I kept every level in. I added more um, across the game's development in terms of just, like, releasing it and then adding more. Um, that level was kind of, like, how I felt about releasing the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just an overload of of, of reviews, pretty much. Um, I'm importing literally, like, I think over 100 random reviews from the game store page. Um, And, I don't know, It's kind of like, it was an overload. You know, I got really addicted to just watching Let's Plays and you can never, it's it's not possible to watch them all. Or, you know, there's a lot of people out there, once you release a game like this, who have a lot to say about you. And that's a really bad kind of way to go for you personally, because they're like, you want to know what people think about you. Um, but uh, it kind of becomes a little bit of an obsession, uh, and that's kind of where the uh, post-launch blues come in. Because mm-hmm. um, either you do great, and you know people really like the game, people really like it, and they expect more from you to kind of follow that up, but you can't. Um, so the best way to, for me to kind of you know handle that. Or like you're getting a bunch of bug requests and you have to fix things right away and it's really stressful. Or, um, but uh, a lot of messages. But the best thing to do is kind of just like put it, you know, like kind of keep yourself distracted for a little bit. um, Work on a new project for fun. um, And that's what grip tape kind of came out of.
0: Grip tape came out of uh, working on a a new project.
1: Yeah, just to kind of get my mind off of (laughs) releasing the last one.
0: (laughs) So. There is tons of things that I can say about Grip Tape uh, Backbone um, that I really really enjoyed. Um, I think my favorite thing was the cups,
1: (laughs) the the jazz cups. The the jazz cups. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) I adored those cups. Did you choose those intentionally, or were they just a sprite that you could find?
1: Oh no, I mean, I it's a lot about the game is just all about vaporwave, um, and. Well, people, it's kind of funny seeing reviews, like, especially recently, one guy was like, you don't know Vaporwave, and he, like, wrote this, like, he maxed the character limit about how I don't know Vaporwave. <laughs> and it's, like, it's just a genre of music. um, And just, you know, I'm kind of not taking it seriously. i It's not meant to be nostalgic, per se, but it's more of uh kind of culmination of elements um it's a very avant-garde <laughs> like uh roman art and capitalism and you know it's it's meant to be kind of a joke but also I kind of look at the more philosophical elements of it and kind of you know pertain them to how how I view life my beliefs um be them religious philosophical whatever but yeah i, I mean it it kind of breaks down other boundaries in terms of like breaking the fourth wall writing files on your computer opening up Social media accounts, yeah. and you know,
0: <laughs> we're actually about to put out a video for Grip Tape Backbone because we did it oh, wow. too. Cool. Uh, yeah, like I said, we like your stuff. So oh, you're doing all, all all your stuff, um, but uh, I can tell you with the utmost assurance, uh, despite that guy's comment to you, you know more about vaporwave than I do.
1: That's I thank you. I I mean I'm not I don't claim to be an expert. I just like it. <laughs> I like the music.
0: you know what? I I uh, didn't know what vaporwave was going into it, so uh, I was like, all right, let's let's listen to what some of this vaporwave is, and I was really digging it.
1: Awesome. That's I'm glad that that's kind of the reason why I made it. I like sharing, you know, things I love. So yeah,
0: you could say I was digging <laughs> your aesthetic. <laughs> I saw a comment. Uh, I saw one of your comments uh, for one of your videos that said, uh, "There's only one graphic setting aesthetic. And uh, and your your reply was uh, most humorous to me because it was just aesthetic and bold caps.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's there's kind of a, uh, a little joke kind of, with vaporwave. There's a lot of little rep- Like I, honestly, I don't have to reply seriously with this one. I don't have to like. I mean, with awkward, I, I reply to everyone. Um, be like hate mail, fan mail. I, I talk to everyone. Um, and uh, grip tape backbone. I don't really have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you could just
0: do whatever.
1: yeah it's it's more of a joke game but uh and the people are inside you know in the inside of the inside joke it's uh it's quite fun
0: (laughs) i i was really digging it i was like aesthetic
1: it's how i describe everything now that's great i i mean my my two favorite words are dank and aesthetic
0: them dank aesthetics
1: whoa he just put them together
0: (laughs) there you go so so shed some light uh, for me for uh, Ultra Dance Murder. Tell me a little bit about that one.
1: Um, it's the game I've been working the longest on, and it's the game I don't know if I'll ever finish. Oh. <laughs> what's the, um, what's what's stopping you? <laughs> it's it, mostly myself. Um, yeah, I started the game I think like two thousand twelve. No, that's two. two thousand fourteen. I think, and it's been it's been in development for a very long time. I, I remade it over two times now, and I'm on my third iteration. Uh, like, I finished the game, and then trashed it, and then started again.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's slated to release on Xbox One, um, this spring, hopefully. Uh, but we'll see if I can make that. And it's a, it's a twin-stick shooter, um, glitch art, and has a lot of synthwave music, and kind of, like, 80s st- cyberpunk vibe to it, um, But uh, yeah, it may change drastically. Um, Right now, it's kind of an arcade game that has a bunch of different modes, and it kind of branches the gap between top-down shooter, like Twin Stick, a game like Hotline Mammy to a game like Toho, Bullet Hell, to um, a kind of multiplayer couch um, deathmatch type game. I'm
0: I'm glad you put it that way, because that's exactly how I felt about it.
1: Yeah, so it's it's very fun with friends. Um, and even with not friends, there's an AI, so you're not really lonely. So you're like, if you die or whatever, you're still like, AI, make it to the next, like, whatever second so I can respawn. And you're just kind of rooting on your AI. But Come on, computer friend. You're all I've got. But, yeah, that's kind of where the game um, shines. Just really fast-paced, um, Twitch-based combat. Um, and a lot of ridiculous weapons and stuff. But, yeah, I... <laughs> who knows it's where, where the game's gonna go i'm redoing the art style completely hopefully um gonna go for more of a uh rotoscope like animation uh, <laughs> route instead of a uh, minimalistic squares and triangles
0: <laughs> yeah as i was gonna say it was minimalistic but it, it did have a charm to it and i really i, I do like twin stick shooters so uh i was uh, i was looking forward to some uh, ridiculous weaponry
1: but yeah that's that's, that's that game um it's yeah. I still don't know. I want to finish it.
0: <laughs> hey, like I said, I've, uh, I've been looking into a lot of yeah. your stuff because I, I I dig your aesthetic, man. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so you, uh, I I've got I've got a thing here that that shows uh, some of your awards and accolades. Um, it says you uh, won an Independent Game Festival two thousand seventeen honorable mention for best student game and SXSW two thousand seventeen Gaming Student Showcase.
1: Yeah. Uh, this year was kind of ridiculous. It was... it was overwhelming. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm I, I got a honorable mention at the IGFs and that was... Um, I could not imagine that. I mean, this is my first IGF, so... Mm-hmm. It was interesting. And I, I went because um, I felt like I should be there, because uh, I really didn't know what an honorable mention meant. Um, but uh, the IGFs are really cool, um, but GDC, the Game Developer Convention in San Francisco, uh, it's, it's more, like, kind of job searchy or, like, kind of corporate than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels more business-like than I, I, I don't know, it was, I don't know, I, I feel kind of out of place there, because I'm not, I'm not, like, looking for a job, I'm, I just got out of high school. Right. Um, and, you know, so it was, uh, it was weird, because I was, like, the only teenager there, and, I don't know, there wasn't much, like, it was, it wasn't as player-centric as I thought it would be, um... But uh, South by Southwest, on the other hand, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was huge. The music was great. I I love just, you know, bopping around Austin, trying to sneak into venues because you can't actually, you know, go until you, – unless you're 21. Even if you have a pass, it's uh, – you can't – I didn't know that. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: That, Both a- of
1: them. It was, a, it was like in a, it, the span of like a two weeks, so it was – Back to back, and I took out a lot of time off of school, which didn't do so well for my grades, but it was a lot of fun.
0: Sacrifices must be made in the name of progress.
1: Yeah, I, I straight up ditched a few days of school just to get worked on my games. So um, I'm not really advocating for that, but I mean, if you kids, if you're listening out there, it's okay to ditch school if you're doing something cool. Yeah, you just got to go up to your teacher, and when your teacher
0: gets super mad, you got to be like, "Excuse me, I'm an up and coming developer, and I'm kind of a big deal." But it works every time. It's like, no, I,
1: I just, I just, I just, have, you know, have my parents call in sick for me. I, I love my parents so much; they're the best. I, <laughs> they're my support network. As I was gonna say, so that I, I take it that they
0: they are uh, really supportive of of what you're doing.
1: You're very. Um, yeah, they they definitely they definitely like are there for me you know emotionally and they they take me to these things um, cuz you know it's let's just drive all the way road trip to, to Texas <laughs> you know they'll they'll do it and um that's amazing that's I could not ask for anything out better that was they're they're amazing i love them
0: yeah well, we're here emotionally for you too <laughs> we like your stuff I'll, I'll beat up your bad commenters
1: no, I, I think it's funny actually. I kind of love bad reviews more than the good ones I mean at first like I I was like, oh, they're kind of like I don't know they get in your head You know like that's all you see when you first release a game.
0: Yeah
1: Um, Is the bad ones even if you got like a 90% like positive, but uh because it's just you know yourself echoing back like oh Yeah, shit the right but um, But no, I mean now I just look at them and kind of laugh or if they're, you know, if they do strike some sort of truth, I'll, I'll probably write about it and stuff, or process it myself. But
0: man, I no, I, I completely feel you. You gotta, you gotta find yourself a, a nice, goofy uh, voice to read those in, so that like it's it's hilarious when you read them, uh, the, the non-insightful ones, you know, people <laughs> not trying to give you actual critique.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's 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 fun. I, I I do enjoy them. I mean, I don't make good games. I'm not going to, like, say that these are great games or well-designed games. Oh, I mean, I good game design is uh, is player-centric. Yeah. These are, like, like I mean, Grip Tape Backbone, people bash controls. I like them, so that's why I'm, like, I'm keeping them in there, because I know I can polish them. I know I can make them, like, the other games that people are referencing, that, like, oh, I'll make them like this or make them like that. Do you- but I... I just like them the way they are. <laughs> How do you bash
0: Grip Tape Backbone's controls? It's supposed to be weird, and trippy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I like them though. I mean, I, I actually I don't know. I think they're really tight for me. I, I don't, I've been I guess I've been playing them, playing the game too long to actually like notice any flaws with it. But <laughs> I I really don't care.
0: <laughs> I saw I saw your little uh, the 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 video the introduction video for the game, and I was like, wow, that, he's controlling this way more smoothly than I am. But. uh i was having fun with the whole adjust gravity to click cling to things yeah i assume that was what was going on i i'm making vast assumptions on what was oh. going on
1: yeah no i mean the game the game is like uh super mario worlds mixed with skate
0: <laughs> yeah um i uh i believe in the uh in the video that we we did i had mentioned i was like man this is better than tony hawk's pro skate 2 <laughs> thank you <laughs> throwbacks but like I, I really enjoyed that game because of the the awkward physics and the weird sort of like uh, stuff that you could do. Um, I like, n- sure, I wanted to collect my cups because you know aesthetics, but I also wanted to go find a ramp and see how far I could launch myself.
1: Yeah, there's 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 I think if, like, the main one ramp in the back is can get you pretty far.
0: Yeah, it gave me a great view of the entire. Uh, uh Gamescape, which again is uh is is right into that aesthetic of uh of Dreamscape and weird uh weird trippy areas which I thoroughly enjoyed.
1: Thank you. Um yeah did you uh by chance find any of the uh NPC encounters counters? Um I think I found uh, I think I found a couple. I found the one with the
0: with the, the, the little robot uh with um Existential oh, yeah. Crisis. <laughs> uh, was that a was that a sick Rick and Morty reference? Yeah. <laughs> sick Rick and Morty reference. I love Rick and Morty. <laughs> so where did you come up with a name for that?
1: For Grip Tate Backbone? Uh, or any. Um well uh, I, I kinda I don't know, I kinda, kinda come up with like some weird names like uh like uh Interstellar Sex Place, Awkward Dimensions, Garcate Backbone. I mean I I make some weird names, but I'd uh Awkward Dimensions, Reddix, I don't know. I honestly don't remember what I was thinking when I just came up with the, the game idea, like the name for the game, because um, it was Awkward Dimensions, and I was like, I don't know, I guess Dimensions, because it's like dreams or like, you know, just different scenes um, loosely intertwined. But then Awkward, I, I mean, it is Awkward. Uh, Lit. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't really know what I'm making until I'm finished with it. So, yeah. <laughs> Like, Griptake Batbone, it had a bunch of different names. It, it was, like, called, like, Style for Miles at one point.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, originally it was a contract work job. Someone wanted me to make a Vaporwave game, and they paid me money, but they didn't want to pay me money at the end of it, mm-hmm. or at least the amount that they had uh, agreed on with me. Right. So I just was like, nah, I'm just going to make it my own. And then, yeah. So I don't know. I, it was – yeah, I don't really like contract work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I like. I... Or maybe
1: I'm not handling it well. I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, you've got time. Um, did you, I just got to go back. Did you say interstellar? Uh, interstellar sex space? Oh, sex police. Sex yeah, that police. was
1: one of my like first games. I think. Yeah, it was one of my really early on games. But
0: well, looks like I have a new video. What is that?
1: Oh, it's it's like a. You can slow down time, and it has to do with um, this, like, story about, like... forgot, actually, what it was about. It was about, like, Canada, like, Montreal. Um, this guy named Captain Balzac. Uh, and, yeah, I don't really remember what it was about. It was, like... You had to, like, save Captain Balzac for his wife or whatever, and then you you just instead blew up the entire thing. I forgot what happened. That's but uh, Yeah, I don't know. I... <laughs> A lot of my game dev, I don't, I've never made a design document, so it's all kind of improv with me. Um, yeah, <laughs>
0: the name is amazing. I, Thank I, you. I do like how you name your games. They, uh, they, I think that's what intrigued uh, Joseph, which brought him to those. But it's what's really kept me around for him. I really, really like the names.
1: Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll definitely try to keep them interesting. Mm.
0: And uh, people on the show know that I'm the old man here. Um, I really dig the the late '80s, early and '90s aesthetic to grip tape backbone.
1: I mean, I wasn't even born like in the '80s. Yeah, I feel nostalgic to it. I don't know why. I, I, you have an old soul. I, I have an old soul. Yeah, you were, you were born for the '80s. Maybe I, I I don't know. I I really I really like them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was born in 99, but yeah, I called myself a 90s kid. <laughs> hey, you, you know, 99 <laughs> is a 90s kid. Like, I'm an 87
0: model, er, yeah. and <laughs> I say I'm an 80s kid. We're not 99, shit,
1: wait. Um, 99. Oh yeah, I'm just so tired, oh god.
0: <laughs> 99, dude, carry the three. Okay, yeah, 99. Yeah, hey, you're a 90s kid. You're fine. I think you'd was... be an 80s kid after what I've seen. I guess stuff is... <laughs> You knew about those
1: cups. Yeah, well, they've been around. It's like reruns. Like you know, all the stuff is kind of like not really left. It's no. always been there.
0: Yeah, they they they've never really left. I remember I remember those cups uh, really fondly from my childhood. Um, little bathroom cups. So I was really excited yeah. to collect them.
1: Yeah, I think that a thousand was a lot, but I mean, I put like a good five thousand. I hand placed like over five thousand on the map, so it's like you can kind of casually collect as you you know want.
0: I'll be honest, I got to about 450, 498, something like that. So we we, we, we played for about an hour, and I got to oh, wow. do some sick kickflips uh, to some sick vaporwave. Well, uh, don't
1: worry about collecting all of them. It, it, you just get this kind of, like, little epiphany, and that's, and that's it. And that's how the game ends. But uh,
0: Hey, look, I drew a great moral from the game already, um, and that was wear a helmet.
1: <laughs> that that that's you know lesson number one. That's that's the main takeaway.
0: Yeah, the main takeaway is always wear a helmet, kids.
1: <laughs> Cast may be cool, but wear a helmet. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Casts are cool. Wear a helmet. Do you skateboard?
1: Yeah, I uh, I skateboard uh, as you saw in the video in the, in the like first like minute of the game. I uh, I skateboard pr- pretty poorly. Um, <laughs> nice. Like uh, I I skate Mongo, which is looked down upon in the skateboarding community. Uh, what
0: is what is uh, what is that term? Skating Mongo. Uh,
1: it's well when you push a skateboard um, when you get on it, um, you know you have your stance and stuff, but uh, you're supposed to kick with your back leg um, for more support for uh, more style. Um, However, a lot of beginners usually naturally what comes to them is they want to push their, uh, you know, front leg, um, and the only bad part about that is uh, it takes longer to prep tricks. It takes, uh, like, let's say you're not as stable, you may, you know, slip over a rock or whatever, and then you're more likely to like fall over because you're weight. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm more comfortable with it. I don't know. I. I just I think skateboarding is all about freedom, just to kind of you know have fun and express yourself, just to kind of go with the flow. Um, and you know I think the whole point is you know you know just do it how you do it, skate how you like to skate. Um, yeah. And so I skate Mongo.
0: I like to skate watching, because <laughs> I can't skate. I tried being on a skateboard and I I ate I ate pavement.
1: I mean I I used to skate um, when I was a little kid, uh, but I was kind of a poser. I really didn't really skate i just kind of hung around skate parks to look cool um and yeah it was more of like a, a fad thing but i don't really leave things unfinished i, I try not to mm-hmm. um, i don't like things like i don't know maybe it's just some internalized something but i don't, I don't like things like coming off as a phase mm-hmm. so i i try to always you know finish what i start and uh that's what happened with skateboarding i was like i have a skateboard i need to do something with it i need to learn again and that's kind of where that came out from
0: <laughs> i went i went to skate parks but you know back in the back in the day i used to go there because there that's where the arcade was so like i played uh ddr and stuff
1: i <laughs> love ddr yeah yeah i'm terrible at it but
0: i love it oh god me too but i i do love it
1: <laughs> it's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> i
0: you know what i i'm not surprised that you that you like uh dance and rhythm games because uh sounds it sounds like uh it sounds like that that all ties together with uh with your aesthetic
1: yeah i mean i love music i that's that's the main thing i i think that's where my games kind of shine is just the audio like design or like yeah i guess this is the sound design and music mm-hmm. do you score your own stuff um well like for awkward Dimensions, Red radix and grip tape i had some of my own songs in there but uh but in terms of like the sound, like sound effects and stuff, and the ambience and um, all that, that's all me. But um, in terms, like I'll, <laughs> I'm just kind of running around my daily life, recording random things for like I'm like, guys, stop, be quiet, I need to record the sound effect.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> so you hear cool sounds and you gotta gotta capture those moments.
1: Yeah, with my phone. <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, I I love music. So uh, most of it is for my friends or um, grip tape. It uh, was from just, like, random strangers on SoundCloud. I was like, hey, I love your music. Um, would you mind me using it? Uh, like, I'll put you in there. It's not like commercial or anything. I'm not making any money off of it. But I just want to show your music out there um, to the world. What's um, nice? And that, that was awesome. I, I think it's, I don't know, it's mutually exclusive. It's just, it's a mutually beneficial. I, that's why I like working with musicians. It's, they're great. I love them. But, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, it sounds like you're building your own little uh, cool community. That's uh, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have friends all over the world. Um, Like, I even, uh, going to South by Southwest, I had a friend in Austin, um, which is really neat, from Grip Tape. So, yeah, it's just, you know, it's cool just to meet people and make friends, (laughs) collab.
0: Welcome back. Uh, so we're still here with Stephen Harmon. Hi. Yeah. Hey. Welcome back. Uh, so, have you been playing any video games lately? Nope.
1: None no, at I'm all. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been playing uh, uh, DSX or Deuce X. I just took a Deuce X. I don't know. I don't. know <laughs> <Deuce> uh, <X. laughs> DSX DSX uh, Human they, Revolution. Yeah. It's been, it's been pretty fun. I, I've been enjoying, I mean, I haven't really been playing the game. I've mostly been kind of screwing around in, uh, like, air ducts and, like, vents. (laughs) Uh. Crawling around. Yeah, like, my, my favorite thing to do in that game is, like, not play it. I just, uh, kind of wander around the map, um, sleep darting people and then, like, dragging their bodies, putting them in, like, gigantic piles when (laughs) they're asleep, and then stacking boxes on top of them, like cardboard (laughs) boxes around the level. Because usually the levels are, like, all warehouses, I appreciate
0: the way you play
1: games. I really, really do. Yeah, like it takes a lot longer, but it's a lot more rewarding because you have these great screenshots, which I'm gonna probably share later on when I finish the game. Um,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> send me those screenshots. I wanna, I wanna see what you pile up.
1: Because I also wanna test like how the game's AI works. And they, they feel really, like really smart. But because they, they, they wake up with their friends if they see their friends unconscious. Um, <laughs> But I want to see if they wake up their friends, and the friend is like covered by like a good, you know, twenty boxes, like twenty cardboard boxes. I want to see what happens then. Um, Something doesn't seem right here. <laughs> or if they even see them, you know, is it like raycasting, or is it just like how close they are, or you know, I I don't know. I want to test this.
0: So so you uh so when you get into when you get your like teeth into a game, you want to just see what the the limitations of the uh, the game is.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I like understanding how things work in terms of like, that's my programmer side of my brain. Just like, how does this game work? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
0: As I say, this is the first time I've had the, uh, the, the privilege of, of talking to a, a game developer, um, to get your perspective on like how games function. Uh, because like, like, I'm, I'm a casual player. When I go through, I play the game typically relatively as intended. I'll go poke, you know, a few glitches here and there, but, uh, like, I think, like, I feel like you see the world, like, the Matrix. Like, there's a bunch of, like, green numbers floating down, and you see all the hidden code.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, sort of with games. I don't know. I, I'm, just, I'm not really picky or anything. I just I just like poking around um, um, and just not really playing the game, but just, you know, playing it in a way it wasn't intended. And I think that's the great part about games is, like, emergent gameplay. Like, if I see a player playing one of my games, like, at a bar, perhaps, or whatever, and they're trying to, like... Like, in Awkward, there was this, like, gigantic windmill thing. I didn't... I, I modeled it, but some people try to, like, abuse the physics of the game and try to, like, get up it. <laughs> like, they try to scale it.
0: In, in, um, in awkward dimensions?
1: Yeah, and it's, like, I didn't know that was possible, so they get to the top of there, and they're kind of disappointed because there's nothing. I mean, I don't know what they expected, but they're they're disappointed anyways. Um, so nice. I'm like, you know what? Next time I update the game, I'm going to put something up there for them.
0: Yeah, just a little, like, so that's. Uh...
1: That's how Easter Egg's design at least is for me is like I'll see what people are trying to do and I'll make it possible for them to do that.
0: That's you know that's 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 clever but that's rewarding a player for being clever and I like that. I think that's a great idea.
1: I mean I again I don't practice always what I preach but I, I try to I, I at least I try to I make the, I make the effort but yeah, I really like DSX. It's 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 hilarious. I've been I've not really been playing it seriously. I guess the game I've been playing it seriously that I finished was uh, recently was Mass Effect Two. And oh boy, I love that game. Mass it's, Effect. Uh, yeah, it's like the character design in terms of just like story and writing is 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 on is on point. It's great. I, I absolutely loved it.
0: Did you did you get a chance to play Mass Effect Three?
1: Um, I have not, but I I hear that I probably shouldn't. Um <laughs> I mean you're not
0: wrong. I've heard a lot, I've heard a lot of that too. I'm not a I'm personally not a huge fan of the series, so I think I'm safe to say like, you know, I've heard bad things about Mass Effect 3. But uh but as a as a fan, like I, I think uh I think I've heard that you should tread uh tread lightly.
1: Yeah, I mean I think even the second one had problems with it, even though I think it's considered like the best one or whatever. Um like, there's some really binary, like, sort of, you know, good or bad. I mean, they have a whole Paragon renegade system. But it's like you have to really commit to, like, if you're going to be a good guy or a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, there's a lot of things that can kind of, like, fall by the wayside. Like, um, each character then, uh, Do you mind if I spoil on the show or nah?
0: All right. Um, we'll, we'll do for this what we normally do. Hey, there are spoilers ahead. So if you wish to skip forward, now's the chance.
1: Yeah, you might want to skip, like, a minute, but, like, it's just a hot sec. Um, okay, you're free. I think okay. you're safe. <laughs> uh, so there's this, uh, like, system where it's a matter of you try to, like, get as close to your, like you know, um, companions or whatever as possible. Yeah, because you can make uh, them love interests. You can make them love interests or as friends or whatever, but uh, if they're you have to make them loyal. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, you can but sex it's up up with of... everything but what you want.
1: <laughs> yeah, um... But the thing about it is, if they're not loyal, they, like, die at the end cutscene. Like, like I feel like, like cause you can, choose them, can, can kind of assign them tasks or whatever, like, go oh, do this or whatever. And it's, like, a really high-stress situation. And whether or not they're loyal to you dep- determines if they'll survive or not in the last, like, you know, suicide mission. And, uh, and it kind of feels a little bit, like, kind of dumb in the sense that, like, you know, it shouldn't be based on that. It should be, like, how loyal or how like you know trustworthy they are to like their other teammates that they're with, like their crewmates. They should be you know, they should trust. It's more it should be more of a trust thing. Or like like does do, have you built have you kind of facilitated good relationships, like good you know H R human resources on a board ship, like is everyone getting along well? I think that should be you know what should determine that end cutscene or whatever um, rather than. It's
0: yeah, that's <laughs> an interesting choice making like things loyal to you being the determining factor on if they live or die. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I like that.
1: Yeah, I feel like it should be more like, oh, is this character really good at hacking or whatever, then, you know, assign them the hacking job as well as, you know, do they trust the guy that's, you know, has their six, you know, on their way um, to that thing it should be more, like, that instead of uh, whether or not they're, like, you know, loyal to you. And whether or not they're loyal to you is also very binary, because, like, if you, um... If, like, let's say, there's it comes to a point where it's, like, it gives you, like, a branch where it's, like, you can only have one or the other. You cannot have them both be loyal to you because, you know, they hate each other's guts. Um, and maybe you can, like, you know, both pacify them both if you have, like, 100%, like, you've been a good guy the entire time. Mm-hmm. But, uh that kind of leaves no room for, like, you know, flexibility. Because um, sometimes you're, you act out of fear, and that's why you do bad things in that game. Um, until you realize that, oh, you just have to wait for the little prompt, and then you can be a good guy. If you just, like, not... If you just kind of, like, wait for a second. Um, yeah, chill for a moment. Yeah, but, some, I mean, so you, you kind of figure out the metagame of it, which kind of ruins the whole choice factor. Um,
0: well, I mean, that's... Uh, did you play uh, Fable 2?
1: Uh, I have not. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I'm not no, the no. most cu- cultured gamer.
0: That's no. That's that's totally fine. I was. Uh, I only bring it up because, like, in in the Fable series, there's the whole like you can be good or you can be bad, and your choices are supposed to make or break those kinds of things. But once you figure out like easy ways to exploit the system, like that kind of oh, yeah. falls apart. Yeah,
1: like ways to exploit it is like uh, just like don't like cuz the Renegade option is going to appear and it sounds like it's a good idea but then just like don't do it and just avoid it. Yeah. Or like uh you know do generally good deeds or talk to all your crewmates just like check up on them every once in a while. Yeah. True, uh, true. it may sound repetitive but that that's the easiest way to like meta game your way to uh like a good paragon like yeah. tree. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, like so did you go paragon? Or did you go Renegade?
1: Uh paragon, the good guy. <laughs> Do you do, that?
0: <laughs> do you do that often like whenever you have the choice you just decide to be a good guy
1: um not necessarily but i mean like in single-player games yes because i care about the ai but it's a matter of when i come to a multiplayer game i am the biggest troll
0: oh well i mean that's different i mean the ai is at least loving and forgiving people Ooh, people he would be he would be pretty mean to people
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah people got <laughs> <don't> have feelings <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i you know like i personally i play like league of legends and uh overwatch world of warcraft where like multiplayer can be uh a bit of a, a taxing and uh, salt-filled issue so i don't mind uh, a good bit of trolling
1: yeah i got banned I, I i can i can be i can say that i'm actually banned from like almost every server uh in trouble in terrorist town on gary's mod <laughs> what did you do? Well, the game is like, you know, you have your innocents, you have your, um, like, you know, kind of traitors in the group, yeah. and you have your detective. And you, as innocent, you're not supposed to kill anyone. Um, you're supposed to just kind of wait around and kind of help the detective do try detective die. work. Die. Try not to die. Um, the traitors is supposed to try to kill everyone, and the detective is try to stop that uh, from happening. Um, except for the thing is, is, whenever I'm innocent, I like to kind of help the traitors out. Or better yet, when I'm a traitor, I like to like kill my fellow traitor and betray them, and then be like, I'm innocent. I kill the traitor, the you true know. True traitor, and I'm I'm proven innocent, and then I kill everyone else. Or better yet, if I'm a detective, I like to kill everyone, and then the, the innocents still win, like the good guys still win, except for they're all dead, except for me. <laughs> it's Like clue, um, it. yeah. Congratulations, and the killer on your was victory. me the entire time. Can, uh, can you
0: be victorious <laughs> if you're a corpse?
1: But uh yeah, no, I I get banned from a lot of those games. Um
0: but I, I got banned from a Minecraft server. <laughs> I coded a mountain in lava.
1: That's that's wonderful. I I was teaching this uh Minecraft camp thing at a summer camp and then I quit my job after a day. But uh you know what? Still it was uh you know it was interesting. I don't really like Minecraft. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I at least learned how the game worked in terms of uh, modding it, which is neat. Um, yeah, it, Notch is a problematic guy now on, on Twitter. He's a very interesting. He, he's entertaining, to say the least.
0: <laughs> I have not followed him on Twitter. I can't say that. I'm like, I'm not a huge Minecraft guy. I just remember going into a server that I got invited to, and I coded a mountain in lava, which lagged their server. So they uh, took my lava away from me and booted me.
1: Well, I don't know. He's he just—he's—it's just, an interesting—it's an interesting thing. Like uh, during uh, this year's uh, E3, he started calling a bunch of uh, female game developers cunts. Uh, oh my! And that was—and then—and then he like like he didn't like apologize or anything. He just kept on going and like <laughs> so it was—he went down that rabbit hole. It's 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 entertaining to say the least. Um, <laughs> That's it's not it's not a good thing. I think it's terrible. Ooh. Um It's really bad for our industry, but it's like. It's just ridiculous. Like I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit that's a bit much. <laughs> I uh, ooh, I mean like, Twitter Twitter has opened up a lot of possibilities for people to uh to like for companies and uh, game developers, sure, but like companies to like be a little more humorous. And I, part of me is glad they're taking it a little less seriously. Like uh, the Wendy's Twitter.
1: Oh yeah, I love the Wendy's Twitter. <laughs> dude the wendy's twitter is savage i love it it's great i mean yeah i think i think honestly twitter is a great platform for game development um because you know you put your screenshots up for screenshot saturday it's a great way to market but also you connect with everyone it's a smaller world for game dev because of it yeah i can ask you, you know, i've made uh, a lot of friends
0: i can make comments to you directly and then you can you know make mm-hmm. comments uh directly as well so seems like a great platform
1: but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, game dev drama. It's it's funny. There ain't no drama like a game dev drama. <laughs> <laughs> game
0: Dev drama don't stop.
1: Yeah, like there's there, uh, even Colorado has its fair share of like game developer drama, where it's like there's like different groups and stuff, and then there's like the same has the same like you know like acronym like you know SIGDA Colorado Independent Game Developer Association, and then the in- in- international. You know, it's just like you know which one's better. You know, who goes to whose meetup. You know, like, this guy's all, you know, it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. Our meetup's better than your meetup. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> but, yeah. Like, well, it even got to the point where, like, one of them even tried to send another cease and desist or something to, like, another one. It was ridiculous. Oh, my lord. But, <laughs> Cease and
0: sir. Yeah. they're interesting. I know Hasbro yeah. was throwing out cease and desist, like, candy. Enough. Oh, same with
1: Nintendo, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, Capcom. Capcom throws out cease and desist like the candy too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think fan games are kind of cool. Um, or like if you make a game kind of partly inspired or like kind of rebuttal to a game, or I, I mean, I think that's fine. I I don't see the point. I mean, everything's not original anyway. It's just kind of you know you're putting you into it, um, which makes it different.
0: Yeah. It's it's uh the 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 inspirations that you draw from things.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, art is dead. That's what I put in encrypted Backbone. I saw <laughs> just... that. I saw it.
0: Art is. Dead. I think I grinded on it. Nothing is original. <laughs> yeah, I, I grinded on art uh, is dead.
1: Uh, yeah, I was but like, uh,
0: I like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, I think Nintendo should be a little bit more lenient with that because I mean, I've seen some really cool game games that are like you know using sort of sprites from you know Mario or whatever. Yeah, look and at arguably like, better than some other games. Look at like Mitchell, Kaizo Spyway. Mario.
0: Like Kaizo Mario and uh, Super Pango World.
1: And there was even uh, like 3D um, Pokemon or whatever. Like it was really, really cool or whatever. I forgot what that was called. I think it was just Pokemon 3D, but. <laughs> That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, someone literally recreated like Pokemon Blue, but like in 3D. Dude, that's super good.
0: Like don't, don't, don't season and desist that guy. Hire that guy yeah Yeah. give him a, give it
1: give that man a job especially if he like worked for like i know he's worked for years on it so that's like the why i'm like ah i guess remove it that's like so depressing
0: change one letter in every creature and change their palettes and i think you're okay <laughs> it's not yeah. charmander it's
1: harmander <laughs> yeah super fight monster <laughs> super
0: fight monsters go pocket <laughs> monsters go I think that was the That's... original, <laughs> the original name for them was Pocket Monsters. Really? Yeah, I think they were originally called po- um, Pocket Monsters.
1: That's I didn't know that. Thank yeah. you. I feel I feel educated. Yeah, I'm old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was their Japanese uh, Japanese name. I I'd have to I'd have to double check myself for it. As with most of the facts that I recall in uh, this brainscape. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they were called pocket monsters. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Um so movies. Do you watch any?
1: Um, yeah, like here and there. I, I, I uh I have I have to think of what I actually recently watched. It's uh I've just been so busy with this like school um eight like ARG thing and then uh, like making a game for them for that ARG challenge or whatever. But uh yeah, I I I, I don't know. Let me think about what I've been watching for a second. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're um, fine. I have to do this
0: all the time. Uh, occasionally, Joseph will look at me and be like, so what you been watching? And I'm like, I watched The Fifth Element again for like the 87th <laughs> time today. I well,
1: I, uh, I recently watched um, The Room. I don't know if you ever heard oh. of that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen The Room.
1: I honestly love it. I think it's a masterpiece. It's was- one of the best movies ever made.
0: Waso, I think. The, yeah. The best thing about of The Room is it's so bad it's good, with like friends and stuff. But even with-
1: I, I, watched it pretty much by myself. I enjoyed it. <laughs> like, You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> that was that was perfect. That was on point. That was that was wonderful. The- <laughs>
0: they uh some of the critics uh had mentioned that it was a bad movie because, again, it's so bad it's good um and I don't think it was intentional uh was so came out to say like it totally was intentional and like that was the grand genius behind the humor, so he came out with the room two, which was bad but not bad in a good way mm. to prove it and I'm like, no, no i I think it was an accident and i I think it's it's fine that it was a lovely accident.
1: Yeah, happy accidents. Happy little accidents is what Bob Ross always says.
0: Happy little accidents. There's no mistakes. just happy. I mean, I'm
1: a little happy little accidents. I think we're all happy little accidents. (laughs) Your (laughs) parents lied to you. Your parents (laughs) lied. You're a happy
0: accident. That's the great secret. Just ask them. You weren't a mistake, honey. You were a happy little accident. I was watching (laughs) Bob Ross. He elbow dropped my dreams.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah. It's a good movie. I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, a friend of mine, James Wilcox, he uh, recommended me a new list of uh, movies that are also terrible, but like terrible in a good way. Mm. So I'll have to watch those later on. But uh,
0: I'm gonna rec- yeah. I'm gonna recommend a movie to you because it's so bad. It's uh, it's so bad. It's good. It's called Rubber.
1: Rubber. Oh, is that the tire that like kills people?
0: Yes, yeah, the tire that kills people.
1: Oh, I saw that on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my watch list. Oh,
0: oh no! <laughs> if you like the, if you like the room, you will like uh, you will like Rubber.
1: Okay, I, I think I will. I, I really, I really want to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a
0: murderous tire who goes around killing people, and the movie is self-aware that it's also a
1: movie. That's great. I, I want to make a movie that was like a GPS that tries to kill people, like a GPS that sends them to their death, um, Left like turn ahead, and then like sends them over cliffs or like into like rivers or better yet, like into like you know kind of layers of like cannibals or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just call it like,
0: destination achieved
1: yeah but like you know and they're like where are you taking me and it's like cause, I don't know you feel so vulnerable when you don't know where you're going especially yeah. with like a GPS when you're like road tripping or something yeah and you're at, like, just kind
0: of going wherever like the road may take you because the GPS told you to turn there
1: yeah and it's like you're putting your entire like you know be, you know like existence into that you know like GPS's hand—that
0: little device—and it, it, you know, it never leads you astray.
1: Yeah, until it it does. Until it does.
0: (laughs) I, um, I, I, there are ways. Like, I'm, I'm pre-GPS. Like, that, that's like, that's my age. As I'm in this weird, like, analog-digital age, so like, I don't. I didn't use GPS for a very, very long time. And then I started using my GPS and it was like roots that I knew it started taking me down different ways. And I'm like, I don't know if I trust you.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're not smarter than humans. I think in some instances, I I, I think it gets just, if you know, if you've been going a certain way and it's been working out for you, just, just go that way. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, trust the GPS all the time. <laughs> that, that movie, make it. Cause it seems like that seems like a pretty good idea. I think it's, <laughs> that, that's the new hot idea. It's uh, GPS horror films.
1: Yeah, I think I think I'll, I'll do it. I mean, I'm going to USC next year. I got in, uh, which I'm really happy about. Now I don't know how I'm going to afford it, but uh, I mean, I already took out a ridiculous amount. Like I'm, I, I, owe, I already owe like a house worth of like <laughs> debt, and I, I haven't even got, I haven't even gone to college yet. Like,
0: isn't that <laughs> a great way to start your, uh, start your, your adult life? life? It's like, man,
1: yeah. I already
0: owe the government a house. <laughs> that's neat. It's a good, it's yeah, like, I'm. I think I'm ahead.
1: But my, my, I think my main thing is like maybe I try to like pay off a little bit of that like you know like subsidized or unsubsidized. Forget what unsubsidized like you know interest. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't like just kill me when I like leave college. Oh, um,
0: Lord. I, uh, yeah. I, I think that's a that's a struggle that uh, a lot of people have coming out of college is, is knowing that uh, that when you graduate that debts are coming.
1: Yeah, hopefully I can just become a millionaire before then. But you know, just or you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cross my fingers. Uh, strike it rich. Though I don't know if that'll ever happen since I haven't even sold a game yet. I I I've literally like done the exact opposite of what I probably should have been doing. But you sold it. I don't you, know.
0: You you sold you sold it to me. I was sold. <laughs> I mean, I paid free ninety
1: nine for it, but it was sold in my heart. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I just feel like if I don't. If I wouldn't buy it as a stranger, like not knowing much about it, then why should I make people pay for it? Hmm.
0: well i I truly, truly, truly do believe that you have a a great career ahead of you, and I think your ideas are really on point, really stellar, and I look forward to um, many of the games that you end up coming out with uh, i've I've got you followed on a lot of things so I can keep up with uh, with what you put out. so uh, thank you. And I hope uh, I, I know our audience has uh, enjoyed having you. So thank you again for being part of the show um, and coming thank on. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, so for my audience, uh, where can they find you?
1: Um, where can they find me on the internet? Uh, they can find me on uh, um, com. and uh, they can just uh, they can just kind of Google Stephen Harmon Games and they'll find it. I'm technically a business on Google. Um, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it has my house though, which is kind of—I don't know—you couldn't really like put a business on there without putting it in an address. So it just has my house. So, so if you sh- want to come say hi and yeah. or kill me, um, don't 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 do the second thing. We like him. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, um, but actually don't don't come on by. My parents would be like, "Who are you?" Uh, but <laughs> get off my lawn. can <laughs> they uh, follow yeah. you on Twitter? Um, yeah, uh, Stephen Harmon one is my Twitter handle. Uh, mostly it's memes or like, I don't know. I, re- I don't really know what I put on my Twitter anymore these days, but memes yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, and you can find me on www.facebook.com slash bookshopmedia. They can also find me on Twitter at SirKevinGames, and they can find me on twitch.tv slash SirKevinGames. Um, okay, again, uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Thank you. And uh, bye, guys.
1: Bye we